We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everyone, to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again on a Friday. I am Dan Connick, and alongside me is my usual Friday crew. It's Monty Moore. It's Camille Monet. Guys, how are you doing on this Friday? Great. I am great. doing I'm great. Be, I'm happy to not be sick anymore. That's what I'm happy about. <laughs> yeah, there was, well, I mean, obviously, Andy, very, like, kind of publicly, out for a while there, which is why we stepped in as a group, as a whole pack-a-day crew to fill in on some of the video stuff. But like our three our our, our threesome here like had sickness running through us for about like yep. the last two weeks continuously. I had I had a strep. Yeah. Which is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And being I, sick as a podcaster, like that's like the, I was like, I was on one podcast. Like, I am so sorry for how I sound right now. I am trying. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things you can muscle through What is being sick. Podcasting is really, it, it sounds silly, but podcasting is one of, uh, is a harder one. It, it yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because to, to try and 
first of all, you generally sound bad and you're self-conscious about that. Then you're right. trying to like think on your feet and your brain's all foggy. So you're like, yep, I'm, I'm not at my best today at all. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like being on a zoom call, except the zoom call is viewed by about 10,000 people <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that are going to critique you for everything that you say. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, speaking of, uh, publicly speaking and having that critique how that how's that for a uh, a transition great transition. we got to hear uh jeff halfley for the first time introductory press conference on thursday um matt lafleur spoke a little bit before jeff um took some questions from from the crew and then uh, i think jeff came up and spoke for roughly about a half hour um i mean overall gang the reaction from everybody on on social everybody that was there you know from the from the press corps that was there it he killed it is is yeah. is is the kind of overall consensus i mean from what you guys saw from what you heard how, how do you how do you react to it yeah I, I mean until they actually take the field and start playing right the the best thing that can happen is he wins the press conference mm -hmm. and he like absolutely did. I mean, the, and, and part of that is obviously he has experience as a head coach, right? So he's used to being up in front of the media. He's used to being, you know, at the lectern um, and given, you know, giving those pressers. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, he sounded very, a clear path, both him and Matt LaFleur both very seemed in lockstep of here's what we want to do. Here's how we plan to do it. And, just, I mean, there, there's not really ever concerning quotes coming out of these introductory press conferences, right? So I'm not going to say like, oh, there was something concerning, but there was just, it was overwhelmingly encouraging, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. He has an impressive presence, like just him getting up there and talking, like he commanded the room. He had my attention throughout the entire time of him speaking. And he was speaking for quite some time and never at any point while he was talking was I thinking like, man, I hope this wraps up or he's not giving <laughs> me anything like he was painting a very vivid picture of what he is wanting his defense to look like what he expects it to be like and how he wants to have relationships uh, with his players. And it was just so encouraging. And a lot of things he said were like a breath of fresh air. Like, I mean, he started off the press conference, his part portion of it, just talking about how he appreciates and values the Green Bay Packers, like saying it's the Mecca of the football world. And it's like, it is. I'm glad that you understand and appreciate that. So like, yeah, I mean, he, he, won, he won the fans over with that. From the jump. Sure from yeah. the jump it was a great press conference though yeah i mean it it is it is sort of like um this is sort of like the i i don't mean to diminish the, from the press conference but it's sort of like the idiot test with the introductory press conference yeah, no, that's, right? of like that's a, that's a good place, it's like actually. you know what needs to be said you know how to give a press conference if you came out and absolutely bomb this then like we start to have questions, but he, he yeah. passed, he passed the first test of, he sounds like a coach. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. He sounds like he has the plan in place. And so, like you said, Monty, until they get out onto the field, um, like we can't know how he's going to translate as a defensive coordinator. So this is the first little hurdle that he needs to pass and he passed it. And I think, you know, like, uh, like Camille mentioned, like he, he went, not that it was like he needed to go anything different, but like he did go like to an extra step of like 
complimenting the fans, complimenting mm-hmm. the team. You know, he he said all the right things and then a little bit extra as well. Like he he was very, very well spoken. And so uh I, I really appreciated that. And yeah, it was a it was a great press conference to actually listen to. I you know, he he was he was very thoughtful in a lot of his answers. Um some things that kind of stuck out to us. Um I the first thing that stuck out to me listening to because uh you know it was Matt LaFleur and then Jeff Halfley back yeah, to back. Matt went first. Both of them talking about simplifying the defense. That yes. is the first thing that stuck out to me was thank God. Like, yes, let's get it simplified and get these guys just going out, see ball, hit ball, that kind of thing. That's the first thing that stuck out to me. I was really happy to hear that from, from both coaches. I loved um, – he's got some work to do, though, because I love that he said we want to make it simple so the players can play with their hair on fire. Obviously, it's – we we do hot piss here in Green Bay. We don't we don't play with our <laughs> hair on fire. So he's got he's got some he's got some time to get that right. Do you think but, Matt pulled him aside afterwards? <laughs> like, hey Jeff, like great job up there, buddy. But come to my office. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about piss. Um, I I actually I actually really liked like we said Lafleur Lafleur went first. I thought it was very interesting that he said, you know, that they're going to a different scheme. He said it will be a different scheme because they're going to four three. But he said. It's one I think will be easy to adjust with the personnel we have. Mm-hmm. That's something that was at the forefront of my mind when we went through this. So that like really solidified to me, like they're going into next year. They're not doing any more of this. Okay. We're still like getting our feet under us. Like we're learning as we go. Like they are seeing themselves next year as like, we should be contending because he specifically is saying, I believe with what we've got. And obviously like, there is going to be changes. Like we know they don't have any safeties under contract and all that, but I wonder if that's interesting for what that means for Darnell Savage, right? Because he's kind of up in the air. Like, do they bring him back now? Like they feel like he can play in this new defense better. Um, But all, but all that to say, like they feel good about coming in and being able to turn this around right away. And I thought that was really interesting because we're only a season removed from remember Matt LaFleur saying, you know, at the, owners meetings oh to temper expectations for this year and now they're going to this year saying like no we can hit the ground running and he said it was at the forefront of my mind so like clearly he prioritized being able to like turn this around right away and that's something that Halfley mentioned too just saying like part of why he wanted to come here was of course the history of the Green Bay Packers Matt LaFleur and looking at the talent that Goody has been able to put on this defense and when they talked about simplifying the defense it made me think of this season with the offense and that's how they started to get rolling because guys they were just overwhelmed they were thinking too much they weren't they weren't sure they were young they were it was all new to them and now this year coming in with this defense you're hearing Halfley being like we need to simplify things so guys can move faster and Matt LaFleur referenced that in his press conference before Halfley talked like we saw that a bit this year with the offense and I thought that was a perfect parallel between the two sides of the ball and what you can hope to to expect because when you don't have to think it does allow you to play fast and free into the defense if their new like mentality is all hats to the ball we are flying around and that's what it sounds like more than anything like yes we're going to a different scheme we're going four three but it sounds like Halfley really wants to implement like a mentality change like we are going to play fast. This is how I expect to go. Press exotic coverages sometimes. Sometimes we need to simplify. Sometimes we're going to, you know, draw something up that's really pretty. But 
all in all, we need players to be understanding what is being asked of them and be able to execute that. And there's going to be a learning process with him figuring out which players can and which players can't um, and trying to put them in the position to succeed, which is something else he mentioned that he's looking to do, not fit of square peg into a round hole, but just seeing, okay, here's what the talent we have says we should be doing. So how can we do this to the best of our ability? Yeah. I mean, my, a couple of quotes that I liked the most from him where he said, there's down in distances where you need to get after people. Yes. And he said, when you get a chance to get after the quarterback, you have to. And then he talked about wanting to get more exotic, you know, in pressure situations when you, you know, got to get off the field. So again, like we talk about winning over the fans, make those three things. If he just got up there and said those three things in his press conference was two minutes long, we would have loved it. Cause like we've been yeah. asking for that <laughs> for three years now, pretty much. <laughs> It's like that uh, that Family Guy scene where Lois is talking to the voters, and she just saying, "Yeah, nine eleven, a lot." Yeah, yeah, it's just like and everyone just cheers. Nine <laughs> eleven, yeah, was okay, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if he just came up and said, "Like Jeff, what do you, what do you think about the safety position right now? Like, do you think they need to go out and fight a free agent?" Press man coverage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. The, the the room just erupts in applause. Like that's. <laughs> And, and that's what's and, and that's what's so interesting, right? Because it, it's a it's a two edged sword where the defensive coordinator in Green Bay it's kind of a thankless job, mm-hmm. right? Because the offense has traditionally always been good, mm-hmm. and as soon as things don't go the way that people are expecting, it all falls on like the d- defensive coordinator. But he's got a chance because the bar is so low. Right. If if he comes in and turns this around, like he's going to be a hero. Like, I mean, he's it, it's a thankless job until you do what you're kind of expected to do. And then you'll probably be fans favorite coach on this team, because like that's the, the change we've been demanding, essentially. I mean, with the offense carrying the way in Green Bay so long, the times where the defense is dominant, it normally does lead to some championship hardware. Like, yeah. That's the the missing formula that that we've been missing here. So like if if he can bring that level of the talent and play to the defense and you can pair it on to what this offense has shown that they can be. And I can't wait to see this offense in year two. Like you pair a great defense with that and we're really cooking with something. Yeah. I mean, if you if you get this, if you get the last nine games of the Packers offense as the offense for next year mm-hmm. and this defense is 10th right and i'm I'm gonna say scoring defense because like we know yards and all yeah. that but like i'm going off scoring defense right so they're if they're holding teams to an average of 18 20 points a game or whatever they're gonna be extremely good like this will be one of the best teams in the nfc and that's and, and that's just kind of where we're looking like we're yet again at the point where like we're expecting great things from the offense but we're all gonna reserve our predictions for next year kind of we're going to be cautiously optimistic because we just don't know about the defense again but there's way more optimism than there has been yeah yeah and i think the the thing that he mentioned the phrase that he used of vision-based coverages mm-hmm. of like you said like see ball hit ball yep. like it, it, it it's it's the simplest form of of defense and it's it's so refreshing to kind of get that because that's 
that's been the whole thing. Like, and, and they even, I think it got addressed in one of the questions of, you know, how much input do you take from players? Cause there's been situations over the past couple of years where players are speaking up and that's directly that that's basically saying like Jerry Alexander has said a lot of things about <laughs> not yeah. being happy with how the Joe Perry defense. Runs. Absolutely. And I, I really appreciate that. He seems to take this approach of, we're going to buy into this system. We're going to all trust each other. And once we all figure each other out, we're going to put everybody in the best position to win. It doesn't really matter where that is. And we're going to let them do what they do best. Yeah. And I mean, then, he, yeah, he, he put it as simply as he said, I the thing like one of the things I believe in defense, his quote was, it comes down to, can you take your players who you have and put them in the best position to, ex- to succeed? And can you take, players and maximize their ability like he said multiple times how much he just loves like teaching right and being he said you can't be a good coach if you're not a good teacher or something to that effect so i i love that he's not only coming into this with a more aggressive mindset than the outgoing dc but he's excited to be able to just coach defense again like the, the it was great when you know he got hired when that announcement came out, he had just done that interview like the day before or whatever with, uh, I forgot, uh, I forgot the person's name that he did the interview with, but he said in that long form interview, just about like coaching now in college is not, is no longer just about like teaching and coaching. Like you have to recruit and like, he clearly didn't want to do that anymore. So mm-hmm. he's, he's coming into this being able to work on his passion, which is great because he's got, a, like a burning desire to coach defense and to be happy to be doing it in green Bay, which like you said, he called football Mecca and doing it with a coach that he respects. Like this is probably the most in- excited that I've been for yeah. a defense, a first year defense since probably 2009, right. When they got capers and they drafted BJ Raji and clay Matthews, they doubled up in the first round and all that. Like we haven't had like this kind of, optimism for a while so this is we're like we're in a great spot right now and real quick you i'm so glad you mentioned that with the the capers and bj raj and clay matthews because that got that literally got brought up at the press conference Mm -hmm. of you know when when this new when a new defensive coordinator came in and they changed the scheme they went out and got players to immediately fit that scheme is that what you want and i really loved him talking about basically like exactly like what you what you said previously monty was it's it's not about fit, finding the guys to fit this scheme it's finding ways that our players fit into yep. what we're doing how to be successful maximizing those players so it's not that you need to go out and find you know the the new the new safety in the first round to fit to fit the system cuz you have to have the safety if he can make it work somewhere else he can make it work he's like he doesn't need to have that to feel comfortable running this defense mm-hmm. i do i do think it was it was kind of interesting though because he i'm not going to say he tipped his hand right but it was very telling where he kind of started going talking about what he thinks is like a perfect safety right because like mm-hmm. they're going to be playing yeah. they're going to be playing a lot of one high now right and he said things like a guy who can erase things with like high production, you know, uh, like being a ball hawk, playing man coverage, tackling. 
I don't necessarily think that safety is on this roster right now. It's not. Right. <laughs> I, I, it's so, not. So, like, it, 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 it's nice that he says you want to make it work with what they've got, but I think, you know, it's kind of universally accepted. That's the weakest. That's the weakest spot on this roster. So it will be interesting, though, because when you put all this stuff together, like when we talked about the Goody press conference a couple of weeks ago, Goody talking about, you know, there's nothing hampering us that we feel like we can't do what we need to do, right? You know, and these players, like, you know, if they don't bring back David Bakhtiari, like that's $20 million that that they're going to get freed up on the salary cap. So you kind of like read the tea leaves, read the breadcrumbs. If they spend a bunch of money, it seems like it probably will be on a safety, um, which is, I don't think any, I don't think any fan will complain about that. Um, I wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, it, it could be something that they double up, right? They might spend the money mm-hmm. on free agency because we know Goody likes to do that. Spend the money in free agency and then you draft one. Like I could see that happening. And that's, I mean, that would be just fine because that's, I think, almost universally understood is that like that's the weakest spot on this roster. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com And the type of safety, if they do draft one, it'll be interesting to see what he what he looks like because he mentioned the type of guy that he is looking for. And as we just said, don't think that guy's on this Green Bay Packers roster <laughs> or was last season. Um, and with that being said, he mentioned earlier, like working at Boston College and whatnot, sometimes you get lower star guys and you have to make them play like a four or five star guy. I'm into player development. I love that aspect of it, but I also was interested when he was talking about how he thinks size has become less important uh, for a post safety in a defense, saying like, you, I've seen guys do it well at 190. I've seen guys play position well at 215. Like, it's really about the traits more so than the size. And it made me think like, when this draft comes up, knowing that that's how your defensive coordinator is thinking of the game, do we see the Packers maybe look outside of a stereotypical Green Bay Packers secondary type of player, knowing that Halfley is like, hey, really just go by the traits. I don't care if he's small. I don't care if he doesn't have the weight. Like, I want the guy who can play. And I'm really going to be curious come draft time uh, what the Green Bay Packers board looks like. Yeah, I mean, because like, if if you're thinking of it as as just like two camps of thought, obviously it, it works very differently in real life. But like you said, he he speaks a lot about kind of you know ignoring the physical traits, ignoring you know the the raw data that's there, and looking more at the the film, the the stuff that he sees out of it. That kind of goes against, uh, in, in, at least in in theory, how the Packers like to draft. It, it's all about that RAS score. You know, there's that oh, threshold. Yeah. <laughs> they mm-hmm. don't go below that threshold very often. And so it kind of makes you wonder, like you said, as we get closer to the draft, how does this start to play out? And if and is he going to be somebody that's in the draft room when they go up to pick and he's banging the table for yeah, somebody? This guy and they're and they're saying that you know this is not how we draft. This isn't what we do. Like, is does that come to a loggerhead at any point? That'll be yeah. That'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. One of the other things that stuck out to me, um, it's not really a huge one, but it is a little bit just because of the story that he kind of stole, told behind it. Um, I think after Jeff Halfley, the guy that everybody got excited about was the new linebackers coach, uh, yeah. Anthony Campanelli. Camp- yep. um, and, and Jeff made a point to say he's been trying to hire him <laughs> at like every single stop he goes to when he was, yeah, at, I guess, I guess, that guy, State, I guess that guy is like coaching royalty in New Jersey. Like I he comes from like a, a, a lineage of just like dynamite coaches. Yeah. And um, I, he, he was, he was a guy that was getting defensive coordinator looks before. And now he's like, he finally, it just kind of, it, it was, it was really cool to hear, you know, that this wasn't just a, you know, 
like, hey, why don't you why don't you come on up to Green Bay and we'll see if we can yeah, sort yeah. thing out. It's like, no, everywhere Jeff Halfley has gone and they ask him, who do you want? He names this person. Mm-hmm. And it's been like four or five stops in a row. He wants this guy. He wants this guy. And he finally got him. Yeah, and it's, so, it, it's yeah. great that this staff seems to be. And we didn't even talk about the new strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. who they got, who they got from San Francisco. Like it, it's great that the staff seems to, they have like a very clear vision and they're clearly trying to change kind of the entire, and we've been asking for this, right? They're changing yeah. the entire like culture, culture of yeah. what defense should be. Like they're Matt said multiple times, things like, um, uh, what did he say? Uh, he said he said multiple times, like like you said, Dan, like attack the ball, fast, physical. Like it, these aren't just like necessarily buzzwords. Like you can see by the scheme that like Jeff Halfley likes to run and like how these guys coach that they're clearly trying to change an entire mindset. And it, it's very telling because like what they were doing before was we're going to keep everything in front of us because we don't think teams can make 12, 14 play drives and score touchdowns. Like that's great in theory, but like by definition, you're saying like, we're going to be more passive and we're going to let things come to us and try to stop it. Like Mm -hmm. this is clearly going to be way more of, we're going to try to dictate and we understand that we might get beat. Like, Andy has said multiple times across all these episodes, like, I can't wait to get beat deep, right? Because that means like you're at least being aggressive. Like, like they're clearly trying to make it like a culture change. And like that is, it's a very big undertaking because we've said before, this hire and like building this defensive staff all over again, like this could make or break Matt LaFleur's tenure. Like this could put him on the hot seat if the defense comes out and is not any better right he's immediately on the hot seat at that point so i i operate from the standpoint of like do i believe in the people that are making the decisions and when they make big swings like i'm confident in them because like when goody drafted jordan love like he put his job on the line immediately with that pick like if it didn't work out at some point that's the reason why he would lose his job and like so far, it seems to be the right choice. So like, if you trust the people in charge when they make these big decisions, I think you feel confident about them because they know that they're putting their jobs on the line when they do things like that. Hopefully, third time's a charm for Matt Lafleur when it comes to the defensive coordinator here, because like you <laughs> I'm said, sure he doesn't want to do it again. <laughs> right? It's a big part. It's attached to him at this point as well. And we've talked about already how it seems like they're looking to have a mental, like a just change the mentality of the defense. And with the coaches that have been hired to fill out this staff, uh, a trend that we have seen, especially like with Campanelli and the hard knock scene that we've all seen and fallen in love in, is like high energy, like guys who are going to be bringing it. And during the press conference, someone asked him about that. And they're like, yeah, they're going to bring a ton of juice. But, like, that doesn't necessarily mean somebody yelling. Like, right. we are trying to teach the game. We are trying to get through. Like, we want to be demanding but not demoralizing. Like, we don't want to be demeaning. We are just trying to get yes. the best out of our players. Um, and if we're going to ask them to run around and bring the energy, then we as coaches have to run around and bring the energy as well. And that's, again, when you're talking about shifting a culture on a whole side of the ball and trying to change how everybody thinks, having a coaching staff that can help feed into that energy 
is going to be very important for that transition. And that's what's and that's what's encouraging because it doesn't feel artificial, right? Like, right, yeah. I'm not calling Dan Campbell artificial. Like, I believe like he's a great motivator for that Lions team. But like, if everyone, if someone else tries to get up there and is rah rah rah, like we're gonna bite kneecaps, like drink a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day, like it <laughs> wouldn't come off as authentic. But this seems like a type of authenticity where they want to be aggressive and they want to coach with like fire and brimstone. But like you said, like you don't want to be demeaning or demoralized. They're not going to yell at guys just to yell at them and get in their face. Like it's it's all done with teaching in mind. And like I think if I if I had to sum up what I got out of this press conference from Jeff Halfley more than anything is he loves to teach. Mm-hmm. And I think with with this young of a team, that's huge. Like there's not. Yes, the defensive side of the ball is the more veteran side of the ball, but there's still a ton of first and second year guys, or next year will be second and third year guys that are going to benefit from someone that loves just teaching defense, especially when you're talking about DBs, and that's his background, obviously. And Matt LaFleur said it's appealing that he came from a DB background because, like Dan said, he said they want to have more visual, he said, more visual on the quarterback and Vision on the QB is a big part of their coverage emphasis. So someone that loves working with DBs like Jair, Carrington Valentine, like mm-hmm. if they draft a safety and a corner this year, like that's that's gonna be huge. Yeah. And you know, I think to kind of sum up my thoughts on it all, you mentioned the authenticity. And this is something that I think you can only really kind of notice listening to the whole thing is Every time he talked, every time he answered a question, he had the same kind of cadence. It was the same kind of energy. It was the same kind of feel. They ended the press conference. I don't know. I, I, it might have been Matt Schneidman asked him about how it was affecting his family. And Jeff had sort of the same sort of energy behind what he was saying. And he was being very candid, being very you know upfront about all of it. And to me, especially as a dad, and a husband. I think about that and I'm like the fact that he doesn't sort of change how he speaks talking about football and talking about his family speaks to me that he's speaking authentically because mm-hmm. he's either a psychopath that has zero emotion behind <laughs> any of those two things <laughs> or he truly feels passionate about both of them. And that's what I got out of it was that the same passion that he had for his family and for his daughters and his wife and what it meant to them to be able to come to Green Bay and to get to do him being able to do this job with them and the sacrifice it put on them. It sounds the same as how he talks about finding a, you know, a single high safety. Like that, that to me shows that he has like a true authenticity behind what he's saying. Like you mentioned, Monty again, Will it pan out? We have no idea. But at least this guy, everything he's saying, it sounded right, and it sounded like he really, truly believed it. And that's what I really loved about this press conference was that it just felt real, and it felt like I could get really get behind the guy. Like the, everyone on, on Twitter talking like, I'm ready to go through a brick wall for him. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's line him up. Line up the brick also, walls. We're going like through. His, his like, cadence and way of speaking sounds really close to Matt LaFleur's like yeah it does 
there there are like kind of mannerisms back to back it's like oh man like it it sounds like they've i mean they know each other right we know the this whole like six six degrees of separation thing like they've never actually coached together but they've crossed paths like all that stuff but yeah his his mannerisms and the way he speaks it sounds so similar i was like this like if i didn't know their voices and you let me listen to a back to back yeah i'd be like oh it's the same guy his split personalities (laughs) yeah it's like how every every person in the press conference sounds like aaron nagler to me (laughs) every every time i'm like is that aaron nagler like no 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 no, wait that one that one's aaron no is he asking every question (laughs) (laughs) just aaron nagler in different different disguises asking all the questions (laughs) um Camille, any any kind of final thoughts or or anything to put a to put a bow on it? Yeah, I'll just add on that. I hate that it's only February and we <laughs> have to wait months to see yeah. what this looks like. But uh, his love for football really shined in this press conference to me. Like you mentioned, how the cadence was the same, talking about football and talking about family. Um, but one thing that stood out to me as well was him mentioning, like, with my family not here yet. I have just been at the hotel or watching film and I've watched more film since I've been here than I have in months when I was at Boston college. And I love that. Like I'm excited about it. He was, he was beaming when he said that too. True (laughs) excitement, like real football, sicko junkie type stuff. And that's what you need from a coach. So that stood out to me as well. Just his love of, of the sport, his love of film, his love of trying to improve and get better because we've heard in other conferences, press conferences that he's done mentioning, like, I want the best guys to play. Like, and the team knows who the best guys are. So who would I be to just come and say, like, hey, because you have a high draft pick, you're coming into play. So hearing that he's been already deep into the film, reaching out to players, still hasn't gotten in contact with the whole defense, but he's making his way through, like, gets me excited. And I hate that we're only in February. <laughs> I, I think my, my, the like, my final point is what I'm most excited about. It, it truly seems like if you're not, a willing to tackle and be not a productive tackler, like you won't be playing in this mm-hmm. team. And that is so encouraging because, <laughs> because I mean, missed tackles have been the bane of the Packers existence on defense for a decade plus. Yeah. Now. So that, that is, if, and, and you know, there's that whole, that whole mindset of like, you can't teach tackling when you get to the NFL, which I do believe, right? Like if you're not a good tackler in college, you're probably not going to be one by the time you get to the NFL, but like they, they are going to put a, they're going to hold that as a paramount like cornerstone of this defense. And it's even from the DBs and that's going to be like extremely, extremely exciting. Yeah. So overall we're excited. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think that came through pretty easily. <laughs> you guys couldn't tell. Yeah. We, 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 we like the hire so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far. So good. Um, so yeah, so I, I think, um, I, I'm sure Andy will break things down even further on the video side. So make sure that you are checking out both the podcast version, the YouTube version, um, make sure you're following us everywhere at pack a day podcast, um, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, all of that, <laughs> like, help, you know, whatever it is and let you, let your friends know, obviously, uh, like Camille said, we still have, it's only February and there's still plenty of Packer stuff to be coming up here. Plenty of draft stuff, especially combine um, and draft season. This com- year is going to be the most exciting. 
And, yeah, and combine's only what long time. combine's next week. Yeah, right? next week. Yep. And we got to yeah. hit. We got to hit. That's that's one thing we've seen with this Packers team starting to take off. It's like the last two draft classes have. They're looking promising. We need another. We need another. <laughs> yeah, the combine combine is always such a tease. I can't. It, it, it's, the, it's the worst. But it's the if, it's the worst part of the off season for me. It really is. Like if 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 Goody can draft half as well as he did in the last two for this one. Yeah, this team's going to be extremely good next year because he's just yeah. been hitting home runs the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. E- 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 even if you just hit on three big guys yeah. this year. Because they got, Goldman. I mean, again, they, they have what, five top 100 picks? Yeah. Yep. I, I I will say I don't think that they're going to use all five of those. Like, I definitely feel like he loves to move around in the mm-hmm. top, like on, on day one and like the top of day two. So like, I'd be shocked if he picked all five, but he, he's got ammo and like, he clearly has a plan when he's got this much ammunition. So I'm yep. stoked for the draft this year. Yeah, me too. Uh, so make sure you stick around with us at pack a day podcast, wherever you can find your podcast. Uh, Monty Camille, do you want to let people know where they can find you on the socials? Yep. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at for Ferguson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And now that we're in the offseason, you can find me every other week for Game on Wisconsin on doing Last Call Lambo on Fridays as well. And watching stuff. And watching stuff. If you happen to be a comic book nerd, we are doing watching stuff right now. And we are currently, uh, we just recorded an episode coming out on Saturday and we did Black Widow this week. Ooh. Oh, apropos <laughs> for Madam Webb. Uh, this yeah. past weekend. No yeah. one, no one go see that. It's probably terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Camille Monet, C A M I L O E M O N A E. And on the podcasting side, you can catch me weekly on the Technical File Podcast. That is T E C K N I C A L. We cover every week wrestling, NBA, and NFL news. Um, and then weekly, Monday through Friday, you can catch me on Locked On Bucks talking everything Milwaukee Bucks basketball. Very cool. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at DK all the way. Um, very little on the Packer content side now that uh, now that the season is over. We'll be here every <laughs> Friday though with you guys. Um, a lot of my stuff over on Twitter as well. Anything that I'm doing, article wise, uh, extra podcast wise, all over there. Uh, appreciate you guys listening we'll see you next friday and as always go pack go go pack go go pack go For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.